Hey there, and welcome back to Market Bites, the show that gives insights and strategies on external influences. I'm your host, Shivam Ramfall, co-founder of Maya AI, and today, Maya herself is once again joining in on the conversation. Hello, fellow innovators. I'm glad to be here. In today's episode, we will talk about what caused some of the social influences and the effects. There is a cause and effect for everything. Now let's analyze the social impact. Be sure to listen through for the details. Have you ever taken some time to think about how our brain really works and why it reacts to certain things? I mean, it's super interesting. You're probably thinking about certain things right now while, you know, listening to this podcast. It's kind of the same process that we, you know, we endure when we're engaging on social media. So first, let's talk generic stats before we dive into more of the psychological traits. So Maya, can you tell me what are the current trends social media has on the buying behavior? After some thinking, I learned that according to the Pew Research Center's 2022 research, 46% of Americans now use social media. Facebook and Twitter have really made the buying behavior of the masses more interesting and easier. Facebook has started offering share this story options to its users. There are lots of ways to build up a fan base with many communities enable features. With the social systems more ways to connect with each other give more upfront views on products. I have also learned that social influencers and social media are having an impact on the general consumer population. Traditional top-down branding is becoming increasingly ineffective with the growth of social media. For example, if your business is a cleaning service, the most important thing to your followers is the time they spend cleaning their homes. So be transparent about what you offer and what they do that they can't get any other way. This way you get more people to follow your website and spend more time with your business. Well said, Maya. It's coming much more easier to buy products and services on social media. The way companies are marketing is becoming more personalized to certain characteristics, therefore is becoming more relevant. So there was this report by Accenture called Why Shopping Set for Social Revolution? And it basically predicted that, you know, by 2025, social commerce will reach $1.2 trillion. That's a lot. And with that being said, there's a psychological trait tied to that influences, right? So it's like, how am I being influenced? What's being influenced? When it's being influenced? How it's being influenced? Am I really here? So on and so forth, right? So it really, you know, digs down to the question on what is really changing in our mind to really engage with these kind of stuff. So Maya, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, do we realize on how we're being influenced while doing it? Or do we realize sometimes after once, you know, the presence is already there. What are your thoughts? I have learned that in psychology, social comparison theory explains this tendency to make comparisons between ourselves and others. Social comparison theory was first proposed by psychologist Leon Festinger in 1954, proposing that people have an innate urge to evaluate themselves, often in comparison to others. People rely on these comparisons with other people to accurately assess their own abilities, characteristics, and attitudes. The first reaction and mental comprehension is associated with an identity that can relate to the inputted influences. Depending on the environment and the movement of brain activity will identify how quickly we can realize what is being influenced. According to Harvard, the brain is reactive to emotions. If the influenced motion is bringing happiness, the brain tends to participate. Rather, if the emotion is more cautious or mad, the tendency of the brain will be more distant and turn to assess the situation even further. I also learned that Ali Faraji Rad conducted seven experiments to see if we are more easily persuaded by people who are similar to us than by people who are not. 
Participants were asked to imagine booking a hotel room online and reading a negative review of the hotel they were considering. Participants who used emotion were influenced, while those who followed their sense of logic were unaffected by reviewers who were similar to them. This difference was greatest when hotel selection was based on emotion rather than the logic. Maya, that is so powerful. So basically, it's just the state of mind and the speed that we're at really determines what we react to. And I don't think most people really think about that. You know, for an example, right? Let's just say you're in Antarctica or you're in the Caribbean and you see like an ad or some sort of poster saying, you know, there's a cold beverage, right? In Antarctica, you're just like, heck no, I don't want this. It's too cold for that. But in the Caribbean, you're like, oh, yeah, this is something that I really, really want. So it's just basically where we're at, how we're perceiving things environmentally, and then what are the words that are you know being portrayed there. With that being said, let's talk about words for a minute. We've all heard you know words are really powerful, but in what way though, right? Whether you know it or not, words influence our buying behaviors, as all we all know. But kind of what kind of words compels us to buy, right? So Maya, how does our brain really categorize words to be important? and to be, you know, super relevant where we're influenced to buy things. I have learned that researchers at the University of California, Berkeley studied how the brain maps over a thousand object and action categories when subjects watch natural movie clips. Brain activity is organized by the relationship between categories, the researchers say. Categories are organized as smooth gradients that cover much of the surface of the brain's visual and non-visual cortices, so similar categories are juxtaposed. The brain likely uses similar mechanisms to map other types of information onto the cortical surface, so our approach should be applicable to other cognitive neurosciences. Words are first categorized definitively and labeled with a representation to visualize their purpose. Once that happens the brain will take the surrounding environments or contextualizing patterns to create memories around the word. Your brain knows what's important to you, and it's easy to fake. High-frequency words like belief, know, heal, and find have the greatest impact. So choose words that are common so that they are used in the right context. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very. Well, it goes more in depth to see the level of computation our brain really takes to categorize words. You know, there must be a relevant association, but it's also an experience. You know, like when I say the word fun, it can mean the same thing to most people, but experiencing the word will be much more different. How cool but complex it can be, right? So now that we have a core understanding of the psychology and philosophy of words, Maya, how can companies really leverage more personalized marketing just through words? I have also learned that a personalized customer experience is tailored specifically to the customer as an individual, taking into account their wants, needs, and preferences and applying them to provide personalized service. Customers expect your business to be there when they need you, whether in person or over the phone, on social media, or live chat, they expect to use customer service in a manner they find most convenient. A customer using online services could be offered co-browsing or video chat to highlight resources and walk through problem-solving steps. Take videos into consideration, send videos to your clients instead of sending them messages to read. The psychology of modern media is based more on the attraction of videos. If you are camera shy, have a friend take the video with you. It will make you feel more comfortable. So there you have it. Influencers and designs can really influence a person in so much ways. It's true. I mean, look at yourself for one moment, right? On social media, have you ever bought a product that your favorite celebrity has? 
I mean, 49 of consumers depend on influencer recommendations alone. And that's a quite a lot of bit of people. You know, this means with the trends of influential marketing and brand building, people are becoming more personalized, but they just don't want it, right? They demand it. With stores and product loyalty becoming more elusive, more open-ended, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, getting it right in terms of personalization matters. So with that being said, Maya, let's hear a prediction, right? What do you think social buying will be in the next five to 10 years? As far as I can predict, social media is becoming more and more popular, and I think it's becoming more and more popular among people who are looking for new ways to make money. There is a direct correlation between the number of people on a social network and traffic. The key is to be creative and follow the trend of what you are already doing. In the next decade, social commerce will definitely become mainstream. According to Accenture, 63% feel connected with friends and family virtually. 42% feel connected using virtual experiences. 49% say communities have found new ways to support one another. 62% feel closer to influencers and social trends. 51% to immediate neighbors and 44% to their communities. It will become more of a social and community-enable influence. Focus more of your marketing around the community and personal brand building. What a great prediction, Maya. I can see that as well. With the rise of, you know, personality and emotional marketing, it's becoming more communicative between customers and brand. Social media is becoming, you know, the modern day storefront to buy products, right? Where do you go to see if your friends got something new? Social media. New releases? Social media. Something that you're some someone that you hate on, what they have, social media, right? So all of this stuff, it's perceiving some sort of visual and emotional attraction where it's saying, okay, well, how do you fit into this? And are you going to buy this? And how do you see yourself in it as well? So, you know, what all that says, these are, these are some of the things that social media is, you know, um, influencing us today and why, right? So, hey, Maya, can you please give us a summary of what we discussed today and any final thoughts you may have? We have covered what are the current trends in social commerce, how the brain is being influenced, and the process of it. We have also covered the power of words and what are some tactics to use to increase social buying. I have nothing else at this moment. Should I think more about the subject? And that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope this conversation was very beneficial to you. If you would like to learn more about this topic, please click that subscribe or follow button for more. Until then, keep innovating and don't forget to bring your ideas to life. This podcast was produced and recorded by the fabulous team at Maya AI. Maya's output was not scripted and directly from her AI systems. As always, thanks for listening to Market Bites and stay tuned for the next episode.